I'm Robin Amler of IBS Intelligence. You're listening to the IBS iViews podcast. With me is Phil Flood, Global Business Development Director, Regulatory and STP Services for Gresham Technologies. We're talking about poor data management practices because those with manual processes and a lack of quality control are compromising data integrity. And there's another little fly in the ointment, of course, EU and UK regulatory divergence likely to exacerbate the complexity. Low data quality is a bigger problem now than ever before because we have so much data, Phil. Yes, certainly uh, volumes have increased. And as you say, divergence between regulations is a problem. It's been a problem post-financial crisis when firms uh, deployed their own solutions. And even today, with regulations being seven or eight years old in the case of EMEA, they still suffer from low data quality issues. The accuracy, completeness and timeliness of reporting is still poor. As we've seen through this year, regulators released a number of reports highlighting data quality issues. In particular, the MIFID reporting fines have been quadrupled since 2018-19 from 1.8 million to over 8.4 million. So uh, the regulator is certainly having more focus on uh, data quality related issues. And that's been a bit of a trigger for firms to reevaluate their reporting frameworks and policies. I would have thought this is key to the future of any institution now. Data is going to save you money if you process it correctly. It's going to speed up your processes. It's also going to reveal potential opportunities for your business. Why is this not being recognised as more important? I think previously firms weren't strategic in their approach to regulatory reporting. No one anticipated the rate of regulatory change that that we would see. So a lot of the solutions that were built in-house are tactical solutions that have been added to over the years to try and comply with more complex regulation. So uh, the fines that you see really, as I say, are a a trigger for firms to, to, to wake up and pay attention to the fact that the data quality is, uh, is particularly low. The reputational damage and the fines obviously is the, the key driver, but the legacy implementations that they have, that restricts the fact that they are not able to adapt to the, the regulations, so such as the, the adoption of ISO 20022, which would help go some way into standardising the regulatory reporting approach. But uh, in, in summary, firms just aren't centralised in their approach And still the lack of standardisation between jurisdictions as well causes firms to have issues when looking at the fields that they need to report. There's been trade associations, cross-trade associations, uh, best practice guides produced for EMEA that try to help guide firms in being a little more data-centric when it comes to regulatory reporting. Well, you mentioned fines there a couple of times. Is it all about applying the stick where necessary? I think that's the key driver, and firms have probably reached a tipping point, certainly for firms we've spoken to this year. Operational cost and risk is a greater factor. Previously, firms didn't really uh, invest strategically in reg reporting solutions because they'd spend money on front office innovation, uh, whereas now operations and compliance teams can make a, a better business case for regulatory reporting solutions. With the threat of fines, the fact that we've seen a trend of increased fines from the regulators, but also to address the data quality issues, legacy solutions have poor data lineage. More teams are spending longer trying to fix and correct and reconcile bad quality data 
all of the time. So all of this sort of rolls up into a better business case for management teams. The business case surely is is an obvious one. Getting this right is something that has to happen. Previously, it hasn't been done strategically. It's all been done tactically. So they they do it because it's mandatory and there was no strategic thought to how this would be deployed. So over the years, the increase in the amount of regulations and complexity that they, they have to adhere to was just, was just never foreseen. Well, from your perspective then as, as Gresham Technologies, what needs to be done? What can you do to help people resolve this issue? I think what independent firms like Gresham bring to the table in reg reporting is the fact that we are an innovator. We bring new technology to reg reporting challenges. So whether that's big data, complex transformation rules, or even the reconciliation and validation of fields between the uh, trade capture systems and the actual regulatory uh, endpoints. A lot of firms aren't specialists in in these types of technologies that are used to transport and reconcile large and complex data sets. So they they, they go through this period of do they need to buy or do they need to build? And previously, when no reg techs existed post-financial crisis, they they always built in-house. But now they have the option to outsource. They can embrace cloud-based solutions that are specifically designed for those regulations. And it saves the clients developing or creating IT projects and costs on things that are not core uh, competencies for themselves. Well, it also changes the, the accounting for these things. Instead of being a capital investment, it becomes an operating expenditure if you're buying it in. That's correct. If you're buying a, a solution, it, it does become a, a, an expenditure, but it reduces the amount of resources you need to apply to accommodate for that regulation. So we've already seen regulation adapts. Uh, SFTR was released and fully phased in, in January this year, but less than 12 months later, it's going through um, revalidation. There's, there's more validations that need to be applied. So outsourcing will allow you to control some of the costs around regulatory reporting. Otherwise, it's going to spiral out of control and you don't know what changes will impact your firm next. And a lot of the changes clients don't like is when it's to an existing regulation because they have to change so many parts or so many components of the uh, the workflow. So the trade capture, the ingestion, the enrichment, new fields, database schemas, all of this has to be accounted for. So what scares them the most is changes to existing regulations because that's where the biggest risk is. And outsourcing or using bought-in tools helps reduce or at least control some of that cost. I have to say I have this mental image of a very rickety Jenga tower in the way you describe some people's approach to data and how they're they're managing it. Yeah, it it is true. I mean, there's there's a a couple of great examples where clients have uh, incorrectly reported the buy-sell flag to the regulator, which seems so easy to get right. But the perspective of the the buy-sell flag on all of these STP and post-trade feeds is important you tend to have a fragmented approach to the workflow. One vendor or one team does the actual ingestion of data. Another is responsible for the data warehouse or the golden source or the static. And then there's another firm for the regulatory reporting. And no one controls the whole flow. It's very unusual to find a firm that has both the connectivity and integration layer that supports the 
submissions and reconciliations and optimizations. Well, what needs to be done? Because the one thing I can safely say is that regulations are not going to get simpler. They are going to get more complex and there is going to be more of them. There's some good industry associations and movements in, in that area. I think that the ones to, to highlight was is this common domain model um, and the use of that with Bank of England's um, digital regulatory reporting projects, which is geared towards transforming how, how data is collected. Again, we've seen regulations adopting ISO 20022, which helps firms do things in the same in the same way. Again, they aren't experts of ISO 20022, so being able to outsource that to uh, a firm that has those capabilities natively is, is important. I think greater clarity from the regulators to remove that ambiguity as well on, on reporting rules and fields, especially across jurisdictions. A lot of the time, the same fields are being reported in slightly different ways, depending on which regulation you're, you're actually using. As we said before as well, that the cross-trade associations that produce the EMEA best practices, I think that was originally produced in, in March uh, 2020. It was recently updated this year to cover EU EMEA reporting as well as UK EMEA reporting and the divergence that, that happens there. Um, also in April this year, there was an ESMA data quality report um, focusing on uh, EMEA and SFTR. And the reports were poor. Um, if you, if you look at the statistics that were, that were quoted, they said around 7% of daily submissions uh, were, were late. So there's a, still a timeliness issue there. 11 million of open derivatives didn't receive daily, daily valuation updates. And between 3.2 and 3.7 million open non-reported derivatives, which means there's a completeness issue. People aren't actually reporting the data they have. Therefore, their reconciliation processes and framework can't actually be in place. And we've already discussed as well the, the matching rates. Uh, for, for pairing, you only need three fields to match. And at the moment, we're only getting around 53% of transactions paired correctly. So I think that's a um, pretty damning uh, conclusion to the, the data quality issues. Uh, firms need to consolidate their, their, their processes and, and have a more strategic approach. What I'm hearing is that you've got business out there which doesn't know where it's been, doesn't know where it is, and doesn't know where it's going. That, that's definitely true. And the cost and burden for, for, for these regulations will only increase. Um, next year, you've got the CFTC rewrite of, uh, of Dodd-Frank, which is a, a large change for them. And it's been able to manage these changes as, as well as looking at the regulatory timeline to see what is new and upcoming. Something that I think a lot of firms need to devote more resources to. Yeah, resources is, is always the question. How can you be experts at you know, front office innovation and spend developer time working on mandatory um, non-strategic reg reporting? It's, it's very difficult. The, the, the two don't match very well. This is the state of the regulatory reporting. When we speak to firms, it's constantly about legacy solutions that don't work or it's about standardisation that they haven't been able to adopt because they don't understand the rules. It, it is quite damning, I'm afraid. A problem for now and for the future. Phil Flood, Global Business Development Director, Regulatory and STP Services at Gresham Technologies. Thank you very much.